Yo, what's up, friends? Welcome back to the local podcast. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Greensburg Video. That's my video and photography company located right here on Main Street in Greensburg. If you and your company are up for some fresh ideas and some engaging content, look no further than Greensburg Video. You can check out my work at gbgvideo.net or greensburgvideo.com. My portfolio is growing daily, so you can check that out. Shoot me a message, and we'll figure out a strategy for you. Speaking of advertising, you can do that for your business right here on The Local Podcast. If you're interested in that, hit me up at thelocal724.com. But enough of this palaver. Let's get the show on the road. Welcome back. Today on the podcast, we have Greg Henderson and Evan Dinsmore, Comrades Barbershop. Greg's here to tell us how he takes a unique business approach to keep his employees happy, make them the best they can possibly be, and differentiate himself from the traditional barbershop vibes. Let's do it. Welcome to the Local 724 Podcast in three, two, one. <laughs> Mr. Fly-by-Night over here. All right. <clears throat> Welcome back to the local podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Hauser. Today in studio, we have Greg Henderson and Evan Dinsmore of Comrades Barbershops. How are you guys doing? All right. Yeah, amazing. (laughs) All right. Uh, I mean, first things first, I just want to talk about kind of like the beginnings of it, the origins of the shop. Um, Extremely popular business around town. I mean, everyone I know gets their hair cut there. It just, it's one of those places that you feel super comfortable going into you get your hair cut by people who are up to date with the latest styles and they know like what you want uh i used to go to like an old italian guy back in latrobe and i mean this dude was like 80 fucking 80 years ago so it was like you know yeah it just like i mean he was an awesome dude but like he just he knew like a couple different things it was a crew cut or like fucking high and tight, or maybe that's the same fucking thing. I don't know, but um, but you only knew one style, right? Yeah, pretty much. Too. Um, so Greg, if you want to like go from the beginning, just kind of like talk to us about like where you grew up, how you got into it, that'd be awesome. All right, I'm um, originally from um, Kansas City, Missouri. Um, how to get into cutting hair? I started cutting hair about um, about a freshman in high school. Um, it was basically um, cutting my hair bald every two days because that was the style back then. Yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, if you played basketball, that was kind of what you did. It was either, um, I want to say uh, Michigan Wolverines. That was my um, my influence. But also, obviously, they got their style from Michael Jordan. Yeah. So, and that's what it was for the next, I don't know, probably six, seven years. I probably had a ball head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but somewhere during somewhere um, during that time, my mother got tired of me having a ball head. It's <laughs> odd. I turned on the air conditioning too. We were walking around. Why do you want to take the elevator? I'm like, I'm hot. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like somewhere in there, my mother got tired of the ball head, and she yeah. was like. You got to leave some hair on your head. So I had to learn how to leave a bit on there and make yeah. it right. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. So, I mean, like growing up in Kansas City and stuff, what was, were you like in the city or were you on in the suburbs? Where did you, where did you grow up? Smack dead in the middle. Yeah. Yep. 64130. That's the address. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's it. You never forget first. Zip code. Oh, there no, you that's go. That's the zip code. Um, Ramon. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> So we talked before and, uh, you know, it's you, you talked about like how, you know, the, uh, environment of the shop kind of really got you into like really liking what you were doing. Uh, what about like the environment of barbershops was really appealing to you? Um, anybody that really knows me, no, I'm not a big talker, but I've always been around people. I like to be around people. I was, mm-hmm. You know, whether it was around my uncles and their guys in the neighborhood, I was always a guy that that was there. I didn't necessarily, I'm never the loudest in the room, but I, I like to soak a lot of. Yeah, you like what, the people watch. Yeah, I, I, I listen to people, listen to what they got to say and, you know, take the good and the good or the bad from it. Yeah. You know, 
So I kind of just like to be around, you know, people in that setting. Mm -hmm. So just like the social aspect of everything is kind of like what kind of got you in there and stuff. Yeah. Really kind of dragged you in. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that's uh, pretty much the most comfortable thing about going into the shop is just like meeting a new group of people, but then like realizing that like, you know, when you guys are, I'm sitting there getting my hair cut, you know, like the first couple times I'm there and here you guys kind of like busting balls around the shop and stuff and like throwing jokes across the room. And it just makes everybody feel really, really comfortable in there. Uh, and like, you know, it's just a great place to, it's a great place to be a, a part of it. Well, really. It's like a slight difference between Greensburg and Irwin, like mm -hmm. Greensburg straight back when you walk in, Yeah, you know, like in, Everyone's there. You can see everyone. And like mm -hmm. in Irwin, it's kind of like an L shape. So like you got one side and the other side. Yeah. And like, but each side, yeah, like sometimes barbers have to carry the conversation for other barbers. Mm -hmm. And, um, and like, uh, you know, that's kind of like what's cool is like maybe the person you're talking to really hits it off, but the guy next to you or, you know, and uh, you're right. It's like, it's like a, it's fun, man. It's, it's a fun environment. Yeah, exactly. It takes it sometimes it takes the pressure off you for having to talk. Yeah. You know, sometimes they just talk to each other, you know. Yeah. I think that's like and I don't know if it's like the same or anything. I never worked in a barbershop, but uh, like I, I used to work in a machine shop and I worked in a bunch of those and it's all it's mainly all guys. We're all sitting around like, you know, talking uh you know, or the, the locker room talk, you know what I mean? Like everybody's like, yo, fuck you, man. And it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, I just asked the dude if he wanted a Snickers bar and he's like, yo, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's always just like a busting balls, like comedy type of environment and stuff. And everyone's like having fun, but you get your work done. And I think that's the coolest thing about it. Like at your shop is the fact that you guys are doing the best work and it's it's such a good uh, good vibe in there, you know. Yeah, let's try to try to keep that good vibe. Yeah, it's really awesome. You can go man. off the rails sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but overall, it's, it's it's been good for the most part. Yeah, he does a good job of trying to keep it get it back on the rails. Yeah, dude, it's awesome, man. So after like Kansas City, how did you end up here? Of all places, Greensburg. Well, back up in Kansas City, I guess. Um, so I play, I'm a basketball player. Mm -hmm. I play basketball through high school, college. And um, what I want to say. So barbering, that kind of took a, wasn't really like what I was going to do. Because I, you know, mm -hmm. I had an opportunity. Education was free. So, you know, you're beat, that's beat into your head when you're a youngster. Go get a college degree and all right, that. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't. I definitely, I definitely appreciate my college degree. It's a part of who I am. Um, but, you know, barbering doesn't really come from that. Yeah. I'm a, I majored in communication, and um, I really didn't know what I was going to do. But I ended up um, kind of reverting back to barbering after working a few jobs that I didn't like. Mm. And I definitely didn't see me working like a full career at them. I had to revert back to what I like to do. Yeah. And I kind of, I always, I don't know what put it in me, but I always knew I wanted to own a business. I didn't, didn't mm -hmm. know what one, but that's always been a thought was, you know, since I was young to own a business. Yeah. I mean, does this, it starts like, it starts early, man. Like, know. you know, we, uh, when we were kids, we were like running around cutting people's lawns or we were doing like the Kool-Aid stand or the lemonade stand or something. And like, you always know, like in the back of your mind, like, having a full-time gig, like a nine to five really wasn't the end goal. Like for some I, people, you just kind of, when you I know got, that. you know, a job or two after college, I was making, you know, decent amount of money, more money than I was used to having in my pockets, mm -hmm. but the life was just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> cubicles and all that. I mean, what were I'm you? talking about, I said the, the, the lifestyle was oh. just terrible. Oh, the, the lifestyle was bad. Just getting up and going to do a job that I don't necessarily enjoy yeah. for yeah. 10 hours a day. Work. You Work. Know, and then you yeah. get a check, and the check is, you know, at that time it was good, but day-to-day mm -hmm. -day life was just terrible. I yeah. remember one time you said, like, I was working these jobs, and I got to, like, 15 or $17 an hour or whatever, and you're like, well... It definitely cut one head of hair in an hour and make more than that. 
Yeah. So it just seems, it kind yeah. of seems like a, a no-brainer. Yeah, somebody mm-hmm. asked me that in, um, in barber school one time because, I, you know, I graduated from Rockhurst University. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty decent school in Kansas City, one of the top academic schools in the region. And so when I go to barber school, you know, people are looking at me like, why you, you graduated from where you got a degree? Why are you here? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, that I didn't ever really answer a lot of people, but I just kind of did the math. You yeah. Know? I mean, you <laughs> got to do what you love, too. I yeah. mean, like, dude, I think, uh, you know, as you get older, you start to realize that, like, the good paying job, the awesome check, all of that stuff really outweighs the stuff that we were just talking about, the cubicle, the yeah. lighting, the fucking drive there and back from the office, just like yeah, the mindless. Like hour, 45 minutes to work. Yeah. I used to work in Pittsburgh. It was the worst. I hated that drive. And it's not that bad, but I fucking hated it. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we kind of talked about that before, like where I was working a job that I thought like, wow, I think I was making like 23 bucks an hour mm-hmm. and benefits and like and I was like I've made it yeah <laughs> but yeah. I was so unhappy you know and that's kind of what forced me to and that's like that unhappiness is kind of what you know forced me to come in contact with him you know yeah my wife knew I was so unhappy her and him hooked up and then she put us together and you know yeah that's awesome so leaving, I guess, uh, your career in communications and stuff like that, what what did you do then? Did you work at a, at a barbershop there in Kansas City? No, my, I can give you my whole work history. I started out working at Enterprise Rental. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate everywhere I work because it gave me structure. It's, I watch how businesses run. Yeah. Like it's little things that I got from Enterprise that I incorporate into our daily, how we operate. Mm-hmm. Simple shit like answering the phone. Yeah. How we answer the phone, how we um, greet, the greet people when they walk through the door. You should mm-hmm. see them coming across the parking lot or walking down the street. And you should be ready for them when they come in. Yeah. Stuff like that. I got that from Enterprise. Yep. Um, from there, I went and I worked at, um, I was a youth worker. I worked at juvenile detention. Mm-hmm. So, um Self-explanatory job. I mean, it was cool to work around yeah. the, the kids. Sad at the same time. Seeing a lot of kids in the situations that they, they're in. Um, from there, I went. When I took that job, that's when I knew I was going to um, be a barber. I knew I, I had to get into school, but I had to figure it out. Because now mm-hmm. I'm out in the world, and I got bills and all this yeah. kind of stuff. So now I got to figure out when am I going to go to barber school. So I had like two choices to go. So I chose to go to this one school. It's on the um, other side of the city, Kansas City, Kansas. I'm from the Missouri side, so it was on the Kansas side. And I went over there and um, went to school. But I went to school during the day and I worked at night. And the night job that I took was a correctional advisor, corrections advisor. Mm-hmm. That's like at a halfway house. So, okay. So it sucked for like a, 13 months. You know, people didn't, you probably saw me once a, once a week. <laughs> you know, yeah. I had something to do every day for 13 Man. months That's wild, <laughs> to get dude. through to get through school. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah, I work with um, one of my main clients for oh, videos yeah. at Delphi, uh-huh. and I work with those guys. So I get to see like kind of I I have the inside scoop on kind of what that whole life is like. It's it's rough, man. It's rough to see kids in like bad situations and stuff like that. And yeah. I can't imagine that it's like you know an easy job at all whatsoever it's yeah. it's got to be tough and taxing on you and your mind and all that stuff but i mean it's cool that you realized that you know and like i said like once you get older you always kind of realize that you want to get to somewhere that you love something that makes you happy and you know it's it's just great that you found something that Pays better. You figured yeah. that math out and yeah. you like doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic, I mean, man. I don't wake up, you know, worrying about going to work. You know, I'm yeah. a, I ain't going to say every day, but I'm going to say nine out of 10 days. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about going to work. You know what I'm saying? That's, I get up and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. If I could stay at home, that would kill me more to just stay at home and do nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Dude, that's awesome, man. So, I mean, I knew a few people out this way and, um, at the time when I graduated um, barber school, mm-hmm. you know, I was um, 
able to move pretty much any, almost anywhere. I was my license was good in thirty six states. Nice. So I kind of picked here. You know, it seemed like a good good start. Other st- other stuff was going on in my life too. Yeah, and it was just a good opportunity. I didn't really come here to stay. I came here to just come for a while. I kind of I enjoyed yeah. that freedom of having that barber license. It just mm-hmm. you, know, you can go anywhere and do this. Yeah, and um, a short stay, you know, turned it in turned into fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I mean, like <laughs> I I grew up here um, just in Latrobe, and mm-hmm. uh, dude, my my biggest goal in the entire world was to get out of here. And then <laughs> I kept doing it. I kept leaving, and then I'd come back, and I'd leave, and I'd come back, and it's like I fucking love this place. I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> well, you know, I get back home. At least, you know. About every other month. Yeah, so, you go pretty often. I see on Facebook, man, you're traveling all over the fucking place. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's, I mean, that's kind of how I make it work. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. I mean, like, dude, if you if you have the ability to go back often and stuff, it probably doesn't sting so bad that, yeah. you know, you're not constantly all around, you know, your family all the time and stuff. So that's pretty sweet. Yep. What was the uh, what was the first shop like? Did you did you work for a shop here first, or did you just you jumped right into it and opened it? Um, when I first came out here, I tried to work at a couple of spots in um, Greensburg, but mm-hmm. they wouldn't um, hire me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> but it's Whoops. you know, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't have helped them out anyway. No, I'm because I mean, because everything happens for a reason. You know, what was on my mind was something bigger anyway. But yeah. I don't know. It, honestly, it wasn't. I, at that point, Just I just wanted to cut hair at that point. When yeah. I, you know, I was walking to the play. I just needed somewhere to cut hair. But well, right out of school, didn't you? You cut for a chain, right? Yeah, I cut for a chain in, in Kansas City oh, for, okay. a little bit, for about three months. And that, that kind of gave me my versatility. I had a, a friend of mine, Jay. He went to um, the same barber school I went to, and he... Um, he um, definitely recommended that I go through at least the training to work at this chain. Mm-hmm. And, um, I did it, and you know I stayed for three months, and they kind of threw me into the fire, and it yeah, made me, yeah. made me a versatile barber. So that was I really um, appreciate you know Jay telling me to do that. Yeah, you know because well, it, it really changed a lot for me. There's actually a reason that I brought that up because like a lot of times like through. You know, just day to day, whatever. A lot, like a lot of people that are interested in barbering. Now that they see us doing it, they're like, "What do I gotta do? What or what should I do?" And I've mentioned to a couple people, you know, maybe uh, or they or they try to get in with us, or they're mm-hmm. trying to get in with another barbershop. But mostly, it was a conversation of like, "How do I get in with comrades?" And I yeah. was like, "Listen, I go to." Um, Supercuts, or go to sports clips, or, or not sports clips. I mean, but cause they only hire girls. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, if, I've never, I've the never guy, been there. <laughs> if you're the only guy at sports clips, yeah, but, you'd be fucking cleaning up. But, but <laughs> <laughs> so no one would go to. <laughs> right. So, but no, they like so. I was like, go to Fantastic Sam's, or go to one of these places where you can get reps in. You know, mm-hmm. It's all about reps. It's getting like getting used to just cutting head after head after head after head and that's yeah. basically like what he had in mind and uh I um but like how that's dare what, you <laughs> I was quick to get it you were quick you jumped so um but no like I said I, I've said that to a couple people like maybe get yourself in chain just so that you can get used to cutting hair yeah you know and um they kind of like shrugged it off and I was like uh, you know, kind of scoffed at it. Yeah. And almost like, and I was like, oh, really? I was like, uh, you're too good for that? Kind of. <laughs> and I was like, well, the owner of this place actually started off in a chain. So. Yeah. And immediately they were like, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, you got to practice. You got to know what you're doing. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, the scariest thing, I think, is probably jumping in and doing it the first couple times. Yeah. That's probably the scariest thing. So for them to just throw you right into it and get you moving without, like, you know, showing you how and to also, get over the nerves. I'm just sitting there thinking about it now. It also, um, <laughs> when you work in a chain, mm-hmm. people go in there, they, their expectations aren't high, but they already trust you because you work there. True. Yeah. They trust the, 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 trust the name on a building. Yeah. So I kind of try to incorporate that into what we do also. Yeah. 
you know, so, but it's hard sometimes to get a, the new barbers in that don't want to, you know, follow what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, but eventually they get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, anyone that, you know, when I started coming, it was pretty early. It was just when you guys had the Greensburg shop. Um, I think it was pretty close to you guys moving into that building, uh, the Greensburg building. Uh-huh. And, um, it just was, it was awesome. I was just like telling everybody, I'm like, dude, there's this like, there's this barbershop down here. Cause I lived in Lancaster and like, dude, that's all this through Lancaster is just barbershops. Mm. Like, I mean, you can go to the chains, but there's no chains anywhere located inside of the city. Like you'd have to go out to maybe the mall or something to get yeah. your hair cut. If you wanted like a fantastic Sam's or something. Um, but it's all locally owned barbershops and they're in different parts of the city and those different communities go to those barbershops. And it's just like, you find one, you pick one, you figure out which one's awesome for you. And you go to that one all the time. Yeah. I mean that, that too, um, back to me working when I, the first job I took in Pennsylvania, I worked uh-huh. in Pittsburgh, working in Swissville okay. for a little while. And, um, but I was living out this way and what I saw was a void um, like you said, the barber you went to in, in Latrobe only did certain things. Mm-hmm. Well, you you know, if you're me, you're black, you didn't really have an option at all. Uh, you man. know, these people, these guys, these, uh, the people out here was, you know, either getting cut at somebody's house or traveling into the city to get a haircut. Yeah. So it was like a big, you know, fiasco to get a haircut, depending on who you were out here. So I saw mm-hmm. a big void. And, you know, in Greensburg. So yeah. that was like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and jump on this. See, doesn't that cool? Like, he saw a market. He was like, yeah. well, all right, all these people are having to travel outside of this area to yeah. get their haircut. But, like, as the years have gone on, it's just morphed and become more diverse. And, you know, the barbers that we've acquired, you can literally, I don't care what type of hair you have, you can walk in and someone can take care of you. Oh, absolutely. Almost yeah. all the barbers can take them. Maybe one barber is better at this or that or whatever, but for the majority of, you know, because because of the people that... I mean, it's a requirement because I'm, I'm going to stay on your ass until you can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Oh, you're not comfortable with uh, curly hair? Oh, you're going to get cool. comfortable with curly hair. Yeah. <laughs> no, can. You got to be able to handle it all, you know. That's good. Shops. When I came in, I... There's a lot of things I was uncomfortable with. Yeah. You know, Whatever well, he couldn't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I like this is the part of the show even, I was nah, really waiting for. If you can't even hold the clippers right, you know, you have to teach you everything. I didn't even have He's a holding the clippers with two hands. No, I wasn't. <laughs> oh, I didn't even have a comb in my hand. Like, I mean, he, like, I remember, like, it's funny, like, the specific things that you remember. And I was cutting, like, I would have the clipper, or, like, I would have a clipper in my hand and the comb on the station, and I kept, like, picking the comb up and doing it. And he just slammed the comb <laughs> on the table, and he was like, don't put that down. There you go. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and, I, and it makes total sense that now yeah. if I don't have a comb in my hand, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I mean, dude, you learn different uh different techniques and different like ways to do it the other day when i came to get my hair cut um i saw a girl come in Mm -hmm. and i've only seen like one other girl like in the greensburg shop anytime that i'm in there um but it was just like it was cool to see a girl come into a barbershop because most of the time we we just see dudes every day yeah we we get females every day yeah like uh our buddies uh, wife used to come and get her hair cut and yeah. I don't know if she still does but that was like I mean years and years and years ago so that was just like you know right when I first started going too but it's like real cool just the the environment that well, you guys have shorter hair. we get uh, women with shorter hair and mm-hmm. that's, we can take care of that we got women with longer hair and I mean that's kind of like where I fall in but you know everybody's welcome yeah I mean, yeah you know because I've, I've heard horror stories about you know some barbershops that don't Accept everybody. No, oh, yeah. They straight up tell you we don't do that. Yeah. You know, or, they uh, ask for a certain kind of hair for yeah. haircut. Either they can't do it or they don't do it. They're, yeah. I mean, <laughs> is that just skill set, do you think? Or is it no. just like not being. I don't know what it is. Not being comfortable? I don't, I don't understand what it is. I can do, you know, I can be what you, if you want to 
quote unquote traditional barbering. I can do traditional. I can mm-hmm. do, you know, things that are trendy. And I'm always, you know, I'm going to, I can't just define how people want to look. Yeah, I, I articulate it, you know, in their head, but yeah. I can't be like, oh, a haircut is only supposed to be like back to the barber you went to when you was young. He's right, yeah. basically <laughs> making everybody look like, like he wants them to look. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't, we didn't even tell him how to do our hair. We just walked in and sat down. Yeah. <laughs> Pulled out so I these. can't sit back and, I mean, I don't, I mean, if I wanted to make everybody look like me, everybody would work around looking stupid. You know what I'm saying? I can't. Everybody gets so <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't. I don't under, I never like understand that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's what, and every barber in there, either, and I mean, we're kind of a, we're a group that kind of doesn't shy away from uh, educating the people next mm-hmm. to us, you know what I mean? We're not trying to hurt anyone. You know, if you come in, we're not, we're not. There's no uh, hawks in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're new, we'll tell you what you need to know. And if and if you don't seem like you want to know, then kind of back off. But if but, they've been a barber though, they come in kind of abused. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> they don't be ready for it because barbers, barbers are artists, so they're sensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you tell them something, they don't really want to take it at first. Right. They want to act like they already know because they've known their ways for forever. Right. Yeah. That's how they learned. So. <laughs> but I'm telling you, all the barbers, everyone that is affiliated with Comrades, anybody who could take the punishment mm-hmm. is now way better off. Oh yeah. If they could take the beating and just kind of humble themselves and. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no sympathy if you can't take the beating. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, no, it's awesome, man. Like, that's what... I mean, my, I, I don't want to throw too much out there, but my biggest accomplishment is uh, my protégés make six figures. Yeah. So, obviously, you guys are chasing <laughs> a certain level of, like, you know, uh, success. The it's people that actually listen. <clears throat> yeah. And then kind of, you know... I mean, that's, that's the idea, wouldn't you know? You, you want to be the best at what you do. I think I feel like everybody wants to be the best at what they do. So but the I best mean, you can be, you know, yeah. try to, you know, it's, it's never going to really be a best barber. Mm-hmm. But as long as you can be known as very solid and dependable that you, you know, the sky's the limit on that. Yeah. I mean, so that's I think that's the best way to, you know, kind of talk yourself into being humble and taking the advice of, you know, people that are above you right now like seniority wise and things just take take the advice and, and run with it humble I mean, pie man yeah sometimes you take a slice sometimes you gotta eat the whole thing you know that's fine man that's awesome because then you're gonna be the dude walking around with rolls in your fucking pocket that's <laughs> well, the I best mean, fucking part yeah but you don't know that in the beginning Can't not in the beginning you know. but there's some insider info right there yeah. eat your humble pie you'll make <laughs> money <laughs> no seriously I mean it'd be, it's rough I yeah. mean, some people don't they, they, they come in battered and don't want to, you know, they've been in different situations yeah. where, you know, they, you might be working in an environment that isn't as friendly and that mm-hmm. doesn't want everybody to win. Yeah. You know, because that's kind of, that's sadly, but that's kind of traditional for a barbershop. That's yeah. What's crazy is that we, like, literally want everyone to win. Yeah. Because it only helps you. Do you if, well, it's ex- all about being each other's that. crutches. You know what I'm saying? So if, if I'm working next to Evan, and but we still take walk-ins so Mm -hmm. I need if I don't if my schedule dries up and I don't have nobody I don't want your schedule dry too that means I got the walk-ins yeah you know what I'm saying yeah so I I want everybody around me busy as possible so when my if I do have an hour or two that I'm not doing nothing that means up all walk-ins are mine yeah if I dry up I don't want five, six other people sitting around with me. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that doesn't happen to him. And like, <laughs> Right, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I've seen your schedules on the app. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay, so, like, that doesn't happen to, I mean, even me, fortunately, most of the time, or the seasoned barbers. But the new guys, you should want everyone else around you to be doing well because mm-hmm. if they're busy, then if you do have some downtime, you can grab a walk. Yeah. You know I mean? Plus, I mean, the, the better work that comes out of the shop, the more business comes into the shop, the more mm-hmm. work you have to do, more walk-ins, the more people you have the opportunity to convert into clients. Yeah. So nobody wants you to do that. That's good. Yeah. 
what sets you guys apart? Like, I mean, because that's the kind of like what you guys have said a, a couple times already. Like, people come in not understanding, you know, what it what it's like to work in your type of an environment. So, what sets you guys apart from the traditional barbershop? Traditionally, yeah, traditionally barbershops are pretty um, segregated, depending on where they're at. But mm-hmm. that's that's not like um, necessarily what I want to say, like a bad thing. That mm-hmm. could just be the neighborhood. They're just a product of the neighborhood that they're in. Sure. So we're pretty much, you know, definitely a multicultural shop. Yeah. You know, we got different um, ethnicities of barbers. We have... Oh, we have a female <laughs> that, that's a barber. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't have like those those um, straight, you know, a straight definition of what we are as a barbershop. We right. do, you know, we do whatever we can that falls under barbering. Mm-hmm. We can be traditional. We do, you know, if we can, if we learn, if we go out and I learn or somebody else learns a different skill set, then all right, everybody knows it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a definitely a, a learning environment. I don't just throw people to the wolves. I try to make them, you know, set them up for success. Um, you know, guys pay me, you know, less than ten percent of what they what they um, make, mm-hmm. and that's my goal. I don't want nobody giving me thirty, forty, fifty percent of what they make. I want them to make enough money to where they just give me a crumb of what they make. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And that is possible. It, it seems like in the beginning, it's like, I, rem- I remember so vividly, like him telling me like how fast I should be doing haircuts or how much like I should be making an hour. Yeah. And I was like, you're crazy. dude. <laughs> There's no way. And eventually, you know, you start to see like, you just kind of got to trust the process. Mm-hmm. You know? How long have you been there? Uh, so I spent three years in, I'm coming, so September will be three years in Irwin. I spent three years in Greensburg and three years. Okay. In September, it'll be three years in Irwin. Yeah. Also, how I approach like new barbers coming in, I like um, different. Mm-hmm. So, like. And I was different. And, that, <laughs> and, and obviously, um, Evan was very different. <laughs> you know, for, that that uh, two-hand method we were for just, about. No, just far as a, as a person, bubbly personality, all that. Yeah. And then at the time, it was a bunch of, you know, a lot of testosterone in the building. Yeah. So, I mean, even when I, you know, my mention of hiring, you know, it might have been some mumbles of, nah, he ain't going to fit in with us. In my mind, I'm thinking that's perfect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because See, cause we can't, be, we can't always... He wants you, to watch the show. You can't <laughs> always, you can't just have the same. You know, I can't have a bunch of clones of me and the same kind of personality because then it's going to limit the kind of person that's going to come in. Everybody don't right. like me. It's, it's people that come to that shop that probably don't even like me that go to whoever their other barber is, but they still like the shop. Yeah. It ain't, no, I never made it about me. That's why it's not, that's why it's not called Greg's. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, mean, I, I did always have that vision to where when I did hire somebody, they would be able to thrive without being my flunky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I can't. It was a lot different from in like five to six years than it is now. I mean. Yeah. I remember. I mean, like I came in. I've gotten my hair cut by a lot of of the guys. Um, I mean, I started out with who was the worst. The f- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, like, I really started out with. I think Joey was the one who cut my hair first. I think you cut my hair second, he and was then that. yeah, he was yeah. that. Uh, yep. Yeah. I walked in, you guys were calling me Zach. <laughs> I was like, who the hell is Zach? Like, I look like some dude that they know, I think. And it was like, nope, I figured out I was getting my balls busted. <laughs> and that's the environment I liked. I was like, dude, that made me feel super comfortable. Um, but yeah, then I went to, I think Reggie got me like once or twice. And then uh, a couple other guys down the line. And then um, hung with Evan there. But, uh, dude, it was just every time I walked in there, it was just nice to be able to, like, explain what I wanted. And and it just came out perfect every single time. Like, it was just like 
it was good to go in because I've gone to like the chains. I've gone to Fantastic Sam's. I've done that. And like, dude, literally just like, why is my hairline like way up in the, in the, oh, in the middle of my head? I like it was so him, bad. I tried to talk him into tapering his neckline out. Oh like, yeah. This is like the first time that you cut my hair. And he was like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I guess it like went the whole way. <laughs> it was like way up here. I looked like Mo from the three stooges. <laughs> and yeah, Evan would like, was the first one to talk me into a, what is it? Bald fade or whatever. Yeah. Or, or, tapering yeah. And not line up. Cause he wanted it like, I needed like a square, you know, uh, neckline there. And, uh, cause that's what I was like used to. And then somebody tried to give me the fade, uh, one of the chains and man, I, I looked like a moron and I had a job interview to go to the next day. So I just shaved my fucking head. I went home, paid that lady to did, did my hair. And then I went home and just shaved my fucking head. Um, and that was even worse, man. I was just, I've never had a bald head. So like, I never like saw myself like that before. And I was like, this is, it's fucking over. <laughs> I mean, like, so there's a lot, but like back to like what we were saying about wanting people to succeed. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess like we can touch on this, like, yeah, especially with Joey, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, when we say like, you don't want anybody to fail, mm-hmm. you know, we've had barbers that, that Joey, uh, Ramsey, he just opened up a shop and, um, you know, nothing but blessings, you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. Like, no, we don't want people to fail around us, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I saw on Facebook, you guys went and visited and shot some video and shared it and yeah, all that stuff. Like for the opening day. Right. Like, yeah. You know, and yeah, it's awesome. I mean, like, and it's people say like, you know, what's wrong? Is it, did something happen? Like, no, nothing happened. You right. just upgraded. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I mean, that's, and it, that's always been the plan, you know, to expand. So I kind of pulled back on it a few years ago. You know, I mean, we had two shops now, but I, I had planned to do more, but I had to pull it back. Mm-hmm. And um, but anyway, expanding was always in the plans. But Joey just kind of remixed it in in a, in, a, in his in a way. You yeah. Know, so it's he's still following what I wanted. He just you know it just doesn't have the comrade stamp on it, but it's still in the family. Yeah. And it's you know it's still all, it ain't you know it, when it, when I did. Um, Presenting with like, are we going to open up more comrades? I wasn't really going to take a huge portion of the whatever profit there was mm-hmm. anyway. So it's not. So this really is. It's just following the same plan we always had. Yeah. You yeah, know, and, yeah. and, it, and I know how it feels to to be to have something of your own. And so that's yeah. the, that's the next level that I'm sure I can almost guarantee everybody working for me will be in that position. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. It's, it's all love. You know what I mean? It's awesome. You know, and like you know, you might there might be some shops that they call me like, "Hey, is Joey there?" And they're like, "I don't know where he's at." I can help you. But no, we just say like, "Hey, you know, this is where you gotta go." Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what was what so was the first? It was back to Joey. Though. Joey's my first apprentice. Yeah. Um, and the, the beautiful thing about him opening the shop, he's in a position to do for others what I did for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he just kind of, I mean, it was, he was just in the shop one day and um, there's no way here for him to know that I would apprentice somebody. That wasn't nothing that was even spoken yeah. about. But me and the other barber that I worked with at the time was speaking about, man, we can't find no barbers because there wasn't a barber school of Pittsburgh close by. It wasn't a bunch of barbers floating around here to hire. Yeah. So we was going to... Um, we was like, well, let's just start training barbers. And Joey heard the conversation, and you know, he I don't know how he contacted me later or whatever, and was like, I'll do it. Yeah. And you know, the rest is history. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's awesome. That's so that's, cool that like funny, though, like how little things in life just yeah. <laughs> he could have not been sitting there. He could have been the next appointment. Yeah. Or, or it could have been somebody else sitting there that right. you know <laughs> wanted to do it. Yeah. That's why he was like. Actually, one of the people that made so um, my dad has a beer distributor, and like at the time, like Joey was in, it's like not far from Joey's house, so mm-hmm. I would see Joey popping in and out of the beer distributor, like just getting beer or whatever. And we would talk, we were friendly and everything. And I actually mentioned to him about like maybe working down there, but like part time, I was still trying to figure stuff out. And uh, 
So I kind of had a familiar face whenever I first came in. And yeah. My dad was like trying to still be a dad. He's like, hey, Jody. He's like, look out for him, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Joey was like, and it was sad for me for to see him go. I mean, like, I, I sent him, like, the crying face emoji the first day that <laughs> yeah. I did that to work with him. Because for all those years, I've just been working right next to him. Yeah. And uh, so... So yeah, so he was like, uh, like almost like my comfort zone, you know. Yeah. But it's kind of cool that he's like going on doing his own thing, and now I like, you know, I yeah. sometimes I feel like I don't have a babysitter anymore. Well, that's good. <laughs> I mean, like that's the whole thing. Everyone's kind of like moving up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, that's that has like, to yeah. be like you said, Greg. That has I to mean, be your plan. That's your plan. I mean, yeah, that's what I learned from uh, back to the companies I work for. Yeah, I seen the. The steps you could take if you were, you know, to go to the top, mm-hmm. you got to be steps. Yeah. So what was the first, what was your first shop like here in Greensburg? Just a one chair shop. Just at the, um, 615 South Main. Mm-hmm. Uh, right above the bowling alley. Yeah. Just a, mm-hmm. in the um, little basement. <laughs> you literally had a sign that said, I'll cut your hair 24 hours a day. That's what it was. <laughs> 24-7. 24-7. That's 24/7. awesome. 24-7. You know, I cut... You know, my first week, I came out cutting in Greensburg, you know, totally nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. No no client, not one client. And I cut two people in the first week. <laughs> but, yeah. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a numbers guy, really, so I can break down everything. I knew exactly how much money I needed to make to make it work. Right. And the overhead on that shop was so low, I only needed to make like $33 a day or something. Yeah. <laughs> to, to make it out with my head that's what, that's, that's what awesome. I mean is like people want to jump to the to the end right yeah, yeah I mean and then you see it's easy to look at what people have and they forget about the steps you gotta get there so oh yeah I two th- people cutting in the first week doing, you know he would literally uh, someone would call him and he'd say I'll be right there and be at home Mm-hmm. And it didn't happen too often, but yeah, I mean, but I would. I mean, I didn't. Yeah, you know, somebody might be standing in a hotel down the street, and they'd be like, "We need, can you come to the hotel? I go do it. You gonna get me to do that now?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, right, <laughs> I, you yeah. know, back then I would. I would. Yeah, I mean, like that's a common theme here with like a lot of people that I have on the show. It's just like everybody sees what what level of success they've attained now. And they'd forget about all the work that it took to get there. I mean, like, people don't think about all the years of shit. And like you were saying, like, working at your different jobs and stuff that taught you all the different policies and practices and stuff that you wanted to implement into your business Mm. and things like, I mean, I can sit here all day and tell you how much I hated working in corporate and stuff like that. But there were so many things that I learned from those jobs that are a part of my video business now that it's just like... If I didn't have those jobs without even realizing, yeah, yeah, like I wouldn't know what the fuck I was doing. It's it's like it's really great to like lean on that stuff and really kind of pick and choose what parts of it uh, kind of clicked with you and what parts didn't, and then use the parts that worked. You know, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I even pick up stuff like from, from just different managers. Mm-hmm. Like juvenile detention had a manager who would, who would um. You know, he would always say, don't lie to me. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you ain't coming to work, just tell me you ain't coming to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's I, I tell that to, I, that's what I tell all of them because I cannot stand a, a bullshit story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just right. tell me you're not coming. Yeah. Because uh-huh. in my mind, I'm a, I'm a, you tell me a story, I'm a, I'm a break it down and be like, this is, well, you could have came, <laughs> you know, you could have came an hour later or something. Right, yeah. You, you know. Like, oh, my tire got fucked. Yeah. But I don't want to hear none of that. If you ain't coming, you ain't coming. It's all good. Yeah. How long does it take to change it? Yeah. Yeah, it's wild, man. I remember, like, the first time that I didn't give an excuse as to why I wasn't coming to work was, like, at my last corporate job. Because that was, like, kind of the mentality. They were like, dude, you don't have to tell us why you're not coming just let us know if you're coming or not. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I, it takes a little bit of a little, you know, guts to get on the phone and just be like, Hey, I'm not coming <laughs> without saying, because I, well, some people my, can't, my some people can't help it. I still get the saddest fucking story. <laughs> <Right? Yeah. laughs> oh my God. My dad on the way to me. Two, uh, two right, yeah. Yeah. You can't want to die four <laughs> times this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, it's it's wild. I mean, people. Well, I'm never uh, going to judge it anyway, because yes, yeah, yeah. someone, someone's relative just did just pass. So. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's the the goofy excuses everybody comes up with. Is just like you know they say like, oh man, my dog's dead, but then you see like a picture of them with their dog on fucking Instagram the next day, and it's like, you know. Me and me and my boy hanging out, watching TV. Yeah, and that's a big thing. Dude. Don't don't tell me nothing thinking I'm stupid. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what's insulting. Yeah. You know? Yep. <laughs> dude, I've told some I've told some fucking stories. <laughs> you guys want to know my secret to getting out of work? Go ahead, please. <laughs> well, I work. I work for myself. <laughs> right? Yeah. It doesn't matter anymore. I can't tell myself. So, um, I used to. So this started back whenever I was in elementary school, and I realized that. Uh, so I went to the. I saw a kid throw up in, mm-hmm. in the bathroom, and then I was like, "Oh, if you throw up, you can get out of school." There you go. So um, I was like, "All right." So the next day, I just went in the bathroom. I walked back out, and I was like, "I just threw up." And, <laughs> and so they sent me down to the nurse's office, and. Uh, I, uh, the nurse says, uh, they call my mom, you know, my mom, my mom's an owner nurse. She can't leave work early or like easily mm-hmm. even, you know, so like, she's like, how much do you throw up? And, uh, nurse asked me, and, uh, she says, uh, he says a half a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so half a toilet. my mom's like, he'll be fine. Just send him back to work or send In him back school. to school, you know, so. So I'm like, all right, I got this. So I make, like, in a Ziploc bag, I make, like, a concoction. Ah, dude. Leftover spaghetti. (laughs) Look, I got the, listen, I got the concoction. If you never need to get out of anything. (laughs) It's leftover spaghetti, Cheez-Its crushed up, and chocolate milk. Because, like, the chocolate milk is melts. So I take that to school, and I splatter it in the toilet. And, uh... Come out like no, I'm, I'm trying to get an Academy Award. You know, I just threw up. Again. And dude, the nurses felt she felt so bad because you called my. No, it's funny. Is I probably I did something similar to that at home and didn't want to go to school, but my mother's so laid back. And, and you know, I've never been on punishment, none of that type of stuff. I mean, we got some beatings, but <laughs> yeah. But I, I remember doing that, and she ain't even she didn't even check if I didn't want to go to school. You just ain't got to go to school today. Yeah. But yeah. I always went to school, so <laughs> you know, or I didn't have a curfew, but I never was out till right. too late, or didn't know you know never she didn't know where I was at. Yeah, you know, so so I grew up without without a lot of rules. Same. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a. Pretty good hands-off approach on my side. And I'd like, I don't know. I started to, I went through the phase where I did all the dumb shit that I could do. And now I'm just like, figured out what I like and what I don't like. <laughs> so I don't yeah. do the shit that I don't like. I wonder what happens sometimes. You know, <laughs> you know like, how I even got the motivation. I think, well, <clears throat> I just never wanted to really ask for anything yeah. I sometimes I wonder like where did the motivation come from? I mean my parents were really good parents. I grew up in a great house. Yeah. Like but I mean I'm starting to wonder where this conversation's going. Like Evan, grew, <laughs> Evan grew up on a golf course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he liked to downplay, but he grew up on a golf course. I fucking course. love golf. We need to go golfing sometime. I grew up it's with the with the, the big course. with the big pool in the back. Yeah, I've seen pictures of that pool. Never been invited though. Strange. <laughs> you have a pool. I, well, I mine's smaller than yours. So talk to me about the like the the shop you're at now. How did you how did you expand? How did you take it from that one shop or one seat shop where it was your cutting hair twenty four seven to now you're never going to a fucking hotel to cut. Well, um, so I went from there, cutting there for the most part by myself. Went to 18 West Third Street on the corner of Third and um, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I cut there for maybe three years. Is that the place with all the mirrors on the inside? Yeah, with all the mirrors. Okay, and um, a lot of mirrors. <laughs> they gone now. <laughs> but um, it was me and one other barber, just like the one I mentioned earlier that. Joey overheard the conversation. Mm-hmm. It was just us two in there for a couple years, you know, back to back. Moved up to four barbers in there, maxed that place out with four. And what happened was I really wasn't looking to do anything. A lot of stuff, 
I just react to it and it just happens. So like mm-hmm. that building was is for, it was for sale. I think it's still for sale. But they wanted you know more money than I was willing to pay. Actually, they they wanted wanted me to buy more than just the shop. They wanted me to buy the shop and it's like six units attached to it. The apartments. Yeah. Yeah. When I did the math on it, the profit on it was like 25 grand a year and I'm like, I'm not managing six apartments for 25,000. Yeah. And that's if nothing goes wrong. So I wasn't interested in buying the building. I think that land is worth more than, is worth a lot because they can turn that just into a parking lot. The church will buy it quick. No, oh, yeah, they, I 100%. think they'll eventually buy it. But um, so, I, you know, I didn't like working in a, in a building where the building's for sale. So I felt insecure. No, oh, yeah. So 100%. instead of just being bullied into buying that building, I started looking around in the area. And then a couple blocks away, that's where I moved to 615. Yeah. And I, you know, bought that building. That was my first, you know, purchase of land. Yeah. That's the... What was that building before it was your shop? It was the American Heart Association or something in there. Oh, yeah? And it was like about five offices in there. I honestly so like don't you... remember that place before yeah. your name was on it. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I, I can't fucking remember even I mean, passing I rode it, past it probably, without seeing comrades I rode past it every day going to work, and I yeah. don't think, I can't remember what, before I like went yeah. in there to yeah. buy it. That's so wild. <laughs> the way he has to go home, you could drive right past it. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't remember. I, dude, I couldn't. Yeah, I mean, you could you could have told me you guys built it. <laughs> like, there you go. And that's down what there did it. We went in there and <clears throat> gutted it out. Yeah, that building that had an original flat roof. Mm. The flat roof was still there when we went to go gut it out. Oh my! <laughs> so it was it was a big fiasco. Oh yeah, especially the weather that we get here. No, flat roof is pretty terrible. Let's say, no. I'm trying to say what we do from there. So that start that st- that shop started with six chairs. Mm-hmm. Now it's eight, and then from there, you know, we moved down to second location in Irwin. Yeah, it was really cool to like, because like I said in Lancaster, like you went to the barber shops and stuff, and it, and it was cool. I mean, they had like really nice insides, and like the decor was cool and stuff, but it wasn't anything quite like your shop. So, like, you walk in, the first time I walked into your shop, I was just like, saw that big-ass TV, and you guys had a couch and video games back there, and I was like, dude, this is, like, the fucking coolest place in the world. And those two chairs or whatever that were, like, in the dead smack in the middle of the room and oh, stuff. I was talking about the back, yeah. like, yeah. before those expectations were there. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like, man, it was so cool to, like, go in and be able to just, like, hang out and... It's like catch a college game or something while you were waiting to get your hair cut. Yeah. Shit like that. It was it was just an inviting environment. Really, like, uh, impressive when you walked in. And Irwin's the exact same way. It's just, like, you know, really awesome. TV's on. Everyone's kind of, like, hanging out and talking. And, you know, it's just a, it's a good yeah, time. The vibe, I like being there. The vibe got to be right. Yeah. <clears throat> Anytime I'm there, I'm in a, in a pretty good mood. <laughs> but that's... No, it's it's been it's been a wild ride, that's for sure. I mean, since I've been there, a lot yeah. has changed. I mean, and I mean, what it's been eleven or twelve years now. Since when the since, beginning? Yeah. No, we had um, what year is it? So we had f- to be fifteen. Wow. Whoa. Fifteen in um January. Yeah. Dude, that's wild. Fifteen years. It's wild, man. I always try to like, I don't realize how old I am until I like, I'll ask somebody like, where were you on 9-11? And they're like, I was fucking preschool. <laughs> I'm like, I was in college. <laughs> I can't remember. I, I think he was like two years old. Whenever yeah. That happened. Yeah. That shit's nuts, man. But I did, uh, I've seen that you're getting into the micro pigmentation. Yes. You want to talk about that? Like I've seen it on like your Instagram and stuff, like the before and afters. What I guess what about that process made you want to get into it and then 
how, I mean, how does, is it a tattoo gun? Like, um, yeah, it's a tattoo gun, but it's a smaller needle. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, tattooing is lines and shading for the most part. Yeah. This is, a, you know, kind of a tapping technique. So. So what kind of, what, what got you into it? What got you interested in that? Um, it's, it's just a, to me, it's, it goes right along with barbering, the satisfaction you get for bar- from barbering. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes in and gets their haircut, beard trim, and they leave out feeling great. You yeah. know, at least something good went right for them that day. Yeah. Um, this is a extension of that. This is like that times 100. Mm-hmm. If somebody comes in and they get that done, you know, how it has them feeling with their self-confidence. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, you almost can't put it into words, but it's like, it's like, you know, people get satisfaction of going to get a haircut, but going to get this done, like, changes their whole appearance. And right. You're listening to your hair. Yeah. I can't, I, can only, I can't imagine that. I mean, but, uh, actually, this is too bad. <laughs> but, like, I can't imagine that, you know, so... To kind of solve that problem, it's got to be like... Well, we've been talking about that, you and I, for fucking months now. Like, I'm super, like, you know, shitty about losing my hair and stuff in the back. So I'm always like, dude, what can you do to make us look like I have more hair? And it's just like, you know, he comes up with solutions and stuff. Can you imagine, like, if you're losing your hair, and all of a sudden you got something that makes you look like you've got hair, especially the way they wear it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's wild. So, is it just like for guys that are going like short hair, or is it like it's a it's an alternative? Like you know, if you how you have your hair, it's not gonna. You know, I'm making that you can add density to your hair. Mm-hmm. Like how if you feel like you're getting too light through the middle, mm-hmm. you can add density to it. That's but, what um, I was asking. But the best <laughs> case scenario is if somebody. Like, it would work perfect for me because I've, I always wear my hair short. So right. if I ever, like, lost my actual hair, I could, you know, get get a procedure done and it kind of just looks like I have a real short haircut. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. Mimic, it mimics, you know, like a short buzz cut. Yep. You know, you have to tell somebody, you know, that, that you had it done. That's wild. It's yeah. like a shadow. It's like a stipple. It's like... Yeah, like five o'clock shadow. Yeah, that's that's what it looked like. I mean, like, and it's it's awesome. I've seen your before and after pictures, and it's like it's night and day. It's <laughs> wild, man. No, like that looks good even when they're bald. But mm-hmm. they, if they grow their hair out at that point after having the procedure done, now it looks like there's a shadow underneath, so now it looks like there's more hair. Yeah, more density. Yeah. Yep. Wherever you were thin. So. Yeah. That's awesome. So do you th- do you feel like, you know, that's going to add, um, you know, for the future of Comrades, do you feel like procedures like that or anything else that, you, you know, you guys might get into or anything like that is just going to keep leveling up the game well, for you right guys? Well, right now I'm the only one that's trained for that. Mm-hmm. That's a separate business from Comrades. I do it okay. in Irwin, in the, you know, in the private area, but it is a separate business. It's called... Um, Royal, uh, let me get it right. Royal Scout Micropigmentation mm-hmm. Solutions. Nice. So Royal SMP Solutions is what it's called. That's awesome. So it's a, it's a separate business from um, comrades. Yeah. Well, well that's cool. private. Like you're in the back. Mm-hmm. Like no one sees. How long does it take? Um, you got three to four. Four is extreme, but three to four sessions. Yeah. And um, sessions are four hours apiece. Yeah. So well, that's, it's, it's a process. It is a process. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I did one a day. And it only took me an hour and a half. Yeah. So, but I still allocate that amount of time because this is permanent. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure you know you're doing doing it. Yeah. <laughs> doing it right. Yeah. Doing it right. Yeah. Prepping everything right and everything. Yeah. yeah. I think that like having a barber that's so good at lineups, like making sure the lineups. Yeah. Straight. Absolutely. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's the type of person you want doing. <laughs> Right, yeah. I mean, I was in this in in this industry. It's a lot of people getting into it, but I see a you know you don't have to be a barber to do this. Yeah, some people I don't want a bunch of people go out trying to do it, but you know you can get the training to do this. But I see people doing it that don't have a barbering background. Not saying Mm -hmm. you can't learn how to do it, but I feel like I have to have it. An advantage because I sit there and I shape hairlines all the time. You know, most hairlines aren't perfect. You know, mm-hmm. you got to make them look best they can, best that yeah. they can be yeah. for what you're working with. So, 
you know, I've been doing that for years and this is kind of like a natural progression. Yeah. See, it's, <laughs> it's cool, man, because like, this is what like, you know, everything about comrades, like I said, like the environment when you walk in, just like the, the vibes that like everything's going on and stuff, man, like for you to see that, realize that that's something you're going to be good at, offer it. I mean, it's cool that you're just going out and chasing after things that you're like passionate about. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah so. it is brand new and he's already doing it. That's like the coolest fucking thing is just that like you get people to, you know, that just chase after things that they want to do. I, I switch up every five years. I got to have something new. Yeah. It gets bored. Once, <laughs> yeah. once I get, you know, organize the chaos and then everything, everything's running smooth. I mm -hmm. got to do something to keep me, yeah. keep me busy. Keep the mind going. It's awesome. It's really I cool. I mean, I've spent more, I spent more money on education after barber school than I have than I went to barber school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on different trainings and all that kind of stuff. It's awesome, man. <laughs> it's fun. Like, you know, when you get older, you turn into like a sponge. You just want to learn more and more. You know, as time goes I, on. I'm mad that I didn't know it, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Right, yeah. <laughs> you got it constantly. But all my, the young guys in the shop, I, I make sure they know what I didn't know. Now, whether mm -hmm. they applied or not, yeah. you know. That's the biggest thing is that when you, he says it all the time. I say it too. Like, don't look at what I'm doing now. Don't look what he's doing now. Don't look what any of these season barbers are doing now. Trust us, like we did all this stuff already. Yeah, you, know, you, you didn't. It's and that's what's frustrating sometimes because they don't see, they didn't see you struggle too, right? Yeah, and come out of it. You know, so I think they uh, they kind of get it misunderstood sometimes. You know? Yeah, but trust me, we're not staring you wrong. Right? Yeah, I mean it's it's obvious. There's been, you know, how many of you guys like. Good success, good successful barbers that have, uh, you know, are still there or have come out of that shop. So it's proven method. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, I mean, if you're around me, you're going to learn something. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, that's awesome. You want to. Right. I mean, that's, you know, you're, you're there as a, you know, the business owner, the mentor, all that stuff. I mean, you're there, you're offering it up. I mean, well, one thing too is uh, fucking think, pay attention. <laughs> I think what um, one thing is like Greg isn't like up on this balcony, like looking down, <laughs> and pointing like yeah, you know, get over the you know. number twelve. Yeah. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but but you will not outwork me, right? But, but most of the time, he's working longer. I, I got some hard workers, but none of them can outwork me. Yeah, so yep. you got you got an owner. <laughs> I mean, and that isn't not to blow smoke, but that is that's a good thing. You got the owner working longer than you, yeah, or uh, work you know working harder than you, and so it's kind of hard to say like, oh, it must be nice to be, yeah. Dude, and you see that like in different times, man. It surprises you. Uh, just this weekend, we were at the casino for the Summerfest thing. And we were in there, and there was the general manager of Live Casino was walking around handing out fucking free hot dogs to everybody. Yeah. Like, why was that guy doing it? Yeah, it was. It fucking made me respect the dude a whole lot more. I was just like, dude, that's awesome. That guy could be sitting up in an office somewhere, fucking counting money. Yeah, but yeah. he's out here handing out hot dogs to people because it's fucking hot, and, and you know, people are hungry and shit like that. So, it's cool. It's cool to see the top dog, like you know. Working down, working. Yeah, a lot of people don't even know he's the owner. A lot of times, it's set up like that. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, that's why I'm not in the first chair. Yeah, and all that. That's on purpose. Yeah, you know? it's awesome. People have thought. I mean, I've I've seen a lot of guesses of who's the owner. It's like Great Gatsby or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, who actually is throwing this party? Right. Know? Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. So where can uh, where can everybody find you at? Um, every, um, Tuesday through Thursday, I'm in, um, Greensburg, 615 South Main Street. The best way to find us is on our, um, app. That'll show me, show you where we are yep. every day. We got a, um, Comrades mobile app, go to your, um, app store and put in Comrades Barbershop and, uh, 
show everybody's availability. Yep. It's literally like just having all of our schedules in your hand. It's amazing. Everything, it is awesome, everything you need to know about getting a haircut is on that. Or you can check out the website, mm-hmm. Comrades Barbershops with an S on it. Dot com and that'll give you even more information about the shop. So yeah, just go to your Play Store, download Comrades Barbershop, and you can see every barber that you that works for Comrades, and you can get a appointment with them. Sweet. You guys on social media? Obviously, that's where I see all your stuff. Um. Yeah. Greg Henderson on Facebook. Yeah. Simple. One G. <laughs> um. Instagram. Go get Greg. G O G T Greg. And I don't do a, a whole lot of social media. That's about it. Yeah, but, it's nice when I see when I see you post something. I pay attention because you don't post often. <laughs> nowadays, it's, like nowadays it's just memes and shit. I, yeah. I kind of chill on all the haircuts and shit. Yeah, well, it's cool though. It, it's proven. Everybody knows that you're the shit at it, so I mean, I, you don't got to put it out anymore. I mean, I put something out there here and there. Just yeah. goes in waves. Like you'll see one day it'll be like twelve haircuts. <laughs> I mean, I got a, I mean, because I got a full clip. You know, if I go through my phone, yeah, I got, I got haircuts. Yeah, <laughs> just know? no shit. Yeah, you them. always want to have that ammo in case you need. To, well, I tell, right. I tell the guys too, like not to, um, to take pictures of your haircuts, but not just to post them because the camera doesn't lie. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can see, you can see every flaw. So yeah, yeah I take pictures. I have so many. I have to get extra seven cards. Yeah, and a lot of barbers <laughs> like to get done with a haircut, get the money, and the person walks out, and you don't even look at the haircut as it's walking away. Yeah. It's over with. I got the money. Now, I'm, yeah. I'm examining. I want to take a picture of it. I want to. I might like the haircut. I might look at it later and find the flaw in it, and, I, you know, I'm going to correct it next time. Yeah. So literally just one little dot, and it'll make me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfectionist. Bye. Alright boys Thank you very much I appreciate you coming in This one uh, I feel like Has been a long time Coming man Yeah yeah, Absolutely Alright There goes Greg and Evan Best way To connect with these dudes Is go down to one of the shops You can check them out In Greensburg You can check them out In Irwin You can download their app And check and see When you can book One of these guys To give you One of the best haircuts You'll ever have They also have a website You can check them out At comradesbarbershops.com and you can find these dudes on Instagram and Facebook promoting some of the awesome work that they do. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll see you next time.